The Denver Broncos have an embarrassment of riches of safety depth going into Broncos training camp, which makes every position battle there very, very intricate. Who's got the advantage? Who do we have our eyes on? You're going to get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news, content coverage, analysis, and more. And a special shout out to all the everydayers. Thank you so much, everybody. We just reached 10K subscribers on YouTube. And that's because of you, the avid listeners in Broncos country. So if you want daily, up-to-date, objective coverage, no hot takes, no clickbait, Lockdown Broncos is the place to be. We continue our training camp position previews as training camp is just a week away. We're excited about it. We'll be there in person to cover it. On top of that, though, we have position competitions across the board. We're going to break down safety here today. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter, for Mile High Sports, joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. He's the site expert over there, predominantlyorange.com. Sarah, safety. I remember just a couple of years ago when we were doing our training camp position previews, we had talked about safety. I think this is the first year you were doing Locked On Broncos with me, and we were talking about it, and the overall outlook was, and if, if any of the starters suffer an injury, Denver's in trouble at the safety position because you just don't have anybody who's proven and luckily, I mean, I think some of the conversations around these guys, look, there's still some guys that are still there. Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, and P.J. Locke was one of these under-the-radar guys we talked about initially. So, hey, I'm telling you, my friend, Denver's in a better spot right now going into training camp at this position. I think they ever have been, and that's a good thing for Broncos country. Yeah, you tell me two years of development with Christian Parker as the defensive backs coach has got this safety room in a position to where now I think we feel very, very confident about not only the starters, but the depth as well. Even though some of those guys, like you mentioned, they may not be overly proven, but I think we feel good if if these guys all need to play. And that really goes for, I think maybe for sure, the top four guys. Beyond that, we'll kind of have to wait and see how the preseason unfolds, how training camp unfolds. But let's talk about the players at this position, specifically, of course, the All-Pro Justin Simmons. He's the, the best safety in the game. I don't care what people say about Derwin James and Minka Fitzpatrick. I think Justin is the number one safety in the NFL, and certainly he's proven that over time to be a you know turnover magnet. He's certainly a great leader on the field, off the field does everything that you ask of him. He's the quintessential pro. And then Kareem Jackson, Vic Fangio's favorite player, right? We all know what Kareem brings to the table at this point. He's back for another season. And you have the young guys, like you mentioned, PJ Locke. He's been developing for a few years. Hayden Stearns now entering his third NFL season. What does this year hold for him? You got guys like JL Skinner, the rookie out of Boise State, Delarian Turner-Yell, last year's fifth-round pick out of Oklahoma and Devon Key as well, a reserve future signing at the safety position. So a lot of different guys at this position group, uh, great veteran leadership, a lot of young players as well with some great athleticism. So 
I'm excited about this group, Cody. I think it's one of the better position groups on the team. Well, and here's one of the things as well that always strikes me as I think the Broncos have just a different culture in comparison to many other teams. I've, I've talked to various Broncos players, young safeties here for this team. And you look at this safety room led by Justin and Kareem, and I, the younger guys have all said, like, they've been told stories, you know, when they get to the NFL or they're approaching, like, they know they're going to be on an NFL team where people say, like, you know, hey, like you may join a, a room of veteran guys who, like, you know, they brought you in to replace these guys, so they're not going to take friendly to you. They're not going to take nice to you. It's the complete opposite. Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, they have really created a brotherhood in the entire defensive backroom. You could even say it expands – just beyond the defensive back room. It's offensive players are included in that as well. I mean, it's so crazy to see that because we know how how brutal the business side of the NFL can actually be. But you know, talking to Justin Simmons, he'll tell you firsthand one of the big reasons he is the way that he is and how he embraces it is because he had guys that did that for him. And you look at the no-fly zone. You look at the Darian Stewarts, the TJ Wards, the Chris Harris Jr., the Keeb Tlaibs, that no, what and Bradley Roby, all those guys – when Denver drafted Justin Simmons, Darian Stewart, TJ Ward never embraced or said like, oh, this guy's here to replace me. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to help him out. Like they embraced helping him out, giving him tips from day one, which is why I think we saw Simmons actually play a little bit more as a rookie during his rookie year. So for me, I think it's carrying that torch. It's that legacy. What type, kind of culture do you want to build? And I think in that Broncos safety room specifically, we talk about guys who have talent. I mean, you mentioned the top four there. Justin Simmons, Hayden Stearns, Kareem Jackson, P.J. Locke. These top four guys, in my opinion, I think you're comfortable if any of these guys have to step up, right? Like, let's say Justin or Kareem miss a game or something due to injury or, or whatever it may be. I think you're confident at this point of saying, hey, I know I can trust a guy like P.J. Locke out there. I know I can trust Caden Stearns out there to go make some plays. It, it hasn't been like there's positions we've talked about all throughout this training camp series where we're like, I, I don't know. like. This is probably the most surefire room right now on the Broncos roster. And there might even be people out there who would say they'd prefer to see those guys, right? I, I know that that's been a discussion that I've seen across Twitter over the course of the last couple of months is a lot of people wanting Caden Stearns or maybe even PJ Locke to start over Kareem Jackson because at this point, I think people are ready for that long-term solution. And I get that. I, I totally understand that. But at the same time, you know, if Kareem can help the team and this coaching staff believes that he can do that, then I'm all for having him back. But I also I get the sentiment that, I mean, we've seen the when we've seen the best of Caden Stearns, for example, out there, and we've, we all remember the game against the Cowboys back in his rookie season. We remember the sacks against Lamar Jackson. We remember the interception against the Jets. We remember what he did last year to Matt Ryan against the Colts. So we remember these big moments from Caden Stearns. And I think that's what has kind of prompted people to want him in the starting lineup, right? And that's going to be obviously one of the things that we discuss here on today's show. But I, I completely get where everyone's coming from in terms of I think while this is one of the most settled positions on the roster, I also feel like simultaneously it's very unsettled from a the vantage point of like, okay, who do fans want to be out there on the field? Who does the coaching, like who's actually going to be out there? Who's going to be starting? Who's going to be playing the majority of snaps? Because as of last year, you know, Caden Stearns, he was on track to kind of play a starter role in terms of the percentage of snaps that he was getting. So it's one of those position groups that I'm very, very fascinated by because of the talent that you have. It's well-rounded. 
got veteran leadership, but it's also got a little, just a little lack of clarity in terms of who is going to play the majority of snaps. It could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, potentially not knowing what that is. Denver might just have uh, some tricks up their sleeve. I mean, we talk about Greg Dulcich being the Joker and Sean Payton's deck. Could the Broncos safety room maybe be the Joker inside of Vance Joseph's defensive coordinator deck of cards that he has? We're going to dive deep into these conversations about position battles, specifically at the safety position. You're going to get all that on today's episode, Locked On Broncos. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the week, taking a look at wide receiver here, C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown. If you're looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round, catch an initial spark for your roster by revving up the two elite NFC East wide receivers, the Cowboys, C.D. Lamb, and the Philadelphia Eagles, A.J. Brown, a letter-perfect guaranteed early fit. Count on Lamb driving Dak Prescott in the Dallas New Look passing game to big numbers and Brown revving up Jalen Hurts downfield throwing often again in Philadelphia. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go, with eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're talking roster locks. We're talking position battle at the top, maybe in the starting lineup, maybe at the bottom of the roster as well at the safety position for the Denver Broncos here in 2023. Just one of, I think, Cody, we can say the entire roster is intriguing, but this is probably one of the top three or four most intriguing position groups on the team. And we're going to break down all these battles. We're going to break down each and every player here. But before we do, from Cody and I, we just want to say thank you to every single one of you that listens to Locked On Broncos every single day for making us your first listen of the day every day. and. Cody, uh, we've got to celebrate, like you said in the first segment, 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you do watch on YouTube as well, that means so much to us. It's something that Cody and I celebrated when we finally saw that number cross the finish line. So thank you for being part of that. You are the reason why we get to do this show and why we get to have fun talking about the Broncos together. So thanks for listening to us, free and available everywhere that you listen to podcasts or on YouTube as well, and jump in the discussion here. What do you think about the safety position? Who's a roster lock? Who's who's battling for maybe their roster life? Cody, I feel like this, like I said in the first segment, a little bit clearer at this position in terms of the guys that you would think the team wants to keep, 
but maybe there's some competition, maybe even in the starting lineup discussion here because of what we said with Kareem Jackson. Is there any lack of clarity in your opinion based on what you saw at OTAs, minicamp, what you've observed? Do you think that Kareem has a chance of taking a step back in his role this year after starting all 17 games last year? I don't know if taking a step back is the term that I would use based on what I saw in OTA's mandatory minicamp. I'm eager to see what it'll look like at training camp, but Sarah, let me just throw this hypothetical out there, right? There may be some truth behind it, but what if I were to tell you that the Broncos have certain things that they could do where they have Justin Simmons, Hayden Stearns, Kareem Jackson all on the field at the same exact time? Something we saw actually a little bit of last year in the early parts of the season. I even think in that week one game against the Seattle Seahawks, we saw quite a bit of Stern, Simmons, and Kareem in certain packages, but Denver's got flexibility. I think with the depth that they have right now, not only just that cornerback with the top two guys that they perceive there and also Kwan Williams in the slot, but also I think that they view some guys like Caden Stearns really as this hybrid guy, not only a guy who can play the middle of the field, but a guy who can play up in the box. So they may get very creative in what we see, but there's also an a situation that exists, in my opinion, if it were up to me, that you could see Kareem Jackson playing a little bit more in the box a little bit. Aiden Stearns playing on the back end with Justin Simmons. Against spread them out teams like the Chiefs, you're going to need something like that. Against the Chargers, who've added another wide receiver this year in the NFL draft to pair alongside Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Denver's got the flexibility, and I think a lot of these moves that we have seen have been a big part of that. Now, I think a lot of people are wondering, to your point, who starts next to Justin Simmons? Is it Caden Stearns or Kareem Jackson? I think the team, I think the, the franchise internally, I think they want to see a little bit more out of Caden Stearns. I think they want to see what he can do as a starter because the belief inside that building, there are people in the Broncos front office that believe that Caden Stearns is a potential star in the making. And so they want to help give him a platform to be able to do that. And look, I think you look at his play, 110%, you can say this is a guy who... Based on what he's done, despite the small sample size, this is a guy who should probably start this year. And it doesn't mean that Kareem's not going to play. Kareem's still going to play a very, very pivotal role for the defense. Now, the question is, how does Denver get creative with that? I mean, we talked about maybe what a lineup could look like. What situations would it necessarily make sense to have those three guys on the field at the same time? What, what is the opportunity cost, right? Like, if you're going to do that, if you're going to go with multiple DBs, whether you're a nickel or dime, what, are you, what do you have to do? What does this guy need to be able to do from that positional standpoint that preserves the integrity, right? Because when you go to dime, you're more susceptible to teams trying to run the ball on you a little bit, right? Because you're trying to match up with coverage. That's where they go in the running game. So that's where I think you have to have balance. You have guys who are good tacklers, guys who understand how to take appropriate angles in pursuit. I think Denver's got those guys there. So for me, I mean, to be honest with you, Sarah, if I had to give an answer, I think Caden Stearns, I think he starts next to Simmons this year. But we're going to see a rotation of guys in that secondary on the back end. Well, here's something else I wanted to ask you, too. I'm, I, and I know the Broncos don't play Patrick Mahomes every single week. Thank goodness for that, right? But uh, I was watching the uh, Netflix quarterback series, as just about everybody seems to be doing. Very, very good stuff from Peyton Manning. Yeah, not sure if everybody knows that aspect of it, but the Omaha Productions executive producer, obviously, is Peyton Manning. So, he produced that show and he's got a couple, he's got a couple good ones. The trading card or the collectibles one on Netflix as well. Worth checking out. But I'm watching this quarterback series and I'm listening to Patrick Mahomes talking about how defenses since he came into the league, they've started really doing more of what we've been talking about. Remember Vic Fangio with the two high shell and all these things that have been trending in the NFL defensively lately, trying to take away 
that vertical passing game from guys like Mahomes and forcing him to go underneath and kind of chip away at you. It, from a defensive back perspective, do you feel like the Broncos have maybe something good going? Is it better to have, I guess, in terms of that schematically, is it better to have a guy like Kareem Jackson on the back end of that protecting against a guy like Mahomes going vertical with Caden Stearns kind of floating in the middle of the field with his athleticism? Or is it better to have Stearns on the back end in case he does attack vertically and have Kareem Jackson and his physicality closer to the line of scrimmage? What would you say, I mean, schematically from that perspective? I know this wasn't this wasn't on our notes, but as you were talking there, mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking, you know, thinking the gears are turning in this. There's something going on up here, Cody. <laughs> what would you say would be best in terms of, you know, those that type of what Mahomes is saying? This is what defenses are doing. So this is how I'm adjusting. Knowing what he's doing to adjust, what, what might be the best personnel grouping for the Broncos? You know, I think the wild card here and how tough it is to like, Back a few years ago, they had Tyreek Hill, right? Which was a, a huge difference. They've got a, the Chiefs have a loaded wide receiver room. Like, I think a lot of people don't realize, like, Justin Ross, I think, was a guy who suffered an injury. Obviously, we saw how good he was at Clemson. He's going to be more involved this year. They have Kadarius Tony. That's another dynamic. So that threat might still be there. But for me, I always think the biggest threat for the Broncos in terms of playing the Chiefs is Travis Kelsey, who they love to get on the middle of the field. So for me, it's that gamble, right? Because I think ideally for me in a situation where I know that they have speed and they have vertical threats, I'd put Caden Stearns back there, you know, alongside Simmons to man the middle of the field and the deeper parts of it. But considering that there's Travis Kelsey who loves to go in the middle and loves to sit in some of those soft spots, that's where I'd kind of like to have Caden Stearns. But I also think Kareem Jackson could also do that role. I think both those guys could do it. But I think in a situation like that, it's very contingent. It's like pick your poison. And that's what makes matching up against the Chiefs so frustrating sometimes because they do have a lot of different personnel. You try to take one option away, they go with another. Like Travis Kelsey, as much as I think Broncos fans hate him, he is unguardable. Nobody can guard him. Like that That's the toughest part about it. It's not like he's world-beating fast or anything like that. He's just really good. He's a technician. He understands how to manipulate with his route. He, I mean, we talk about Jerry Judy's route-running ability. Travis Kelsey at the tight end position is very, very good at it. So that does present a challenge. It's tough, though, right? I mean, you asked me that question. I'm like, well, you know, I'd, for, I'd like to put Kane Stearns on the middle just because Travis Kelsey there. But then if you factor in Kadarius, Tony, or the other guys, well, you have a guy in Patrick Sertan, so you know that you can lock up maybe their best option there at that point. So for me, I would probably go Caden Stearns, Justin Simmons on the back end. Kareem maybe a little bit inside if they're in the dime, him playing kind of that middle of the field or that hook zone curl area there. To me, that's the path I would probably take there. And I like that. I think that that's kind of what I was thinking as well. And hey, the Broncos may have another kind of matchup player on this roster, a wild card. As you mentioned, the safety position could be that joker in the deck. What about JL Skinner? A report from Mike Kliss, you know, he talked about the fact that Skinner, who had a pectoral injury that kept him out of offseason workouts and things like that, he will be clear, it sounds like, for training camp. He'll be ready to go. So, we're going to get our first taste of JL Skinner this offseason. I know you guys didn't get to see him at OTAs much. I'm I'm excited about him potentially being a matchup player as well with that six foot four size. I mean, obviously, like you said, it's tough to guard Travis Kelsey. It doesn't matter if you've got a corner on him or a linebacker. <laughs> yeah. You certainly don't want a linebacker, but if you've got anybody guarding him, but JL Skinner is one of those guys that right now, as we look at the bottom of the roster matchups, Mike Kliss even went so far as to say that he would be shocked if. Jail Skinner's not on the team. So 
that's that could be in motion to get him a role potentially as early as this season. Yeah, and he's going to have to obviously perform in training camp, perform in the preseason. That, to me, I think is the biggest key when we look at all this, right? I think that's what they want. The organization wants this to happen for Skinner, but he's going to have to do it. So for me, I'm curious to see how that goes. I mean, you mentioned the six foot four size, the ability to play up against the run, play being able to cover. He's been able to do a little bit of both of that. How does that translate right now this year? To me, is a very, very interesting key to watch. And, and Broncos country, Sarah and I, we're going to share our projections for the Broncos safety room here on today's episode of the show. So as you're watching, as you're listening, make sure you share your thoughts with us as well here. We appreciate you so much in Broncos country. You'll get that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Real quick, make sure you go check out the Locked On NFL podcast. You make Locked On Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. But for your second listen, you should be tuning into the Locked On NFL podcast every single day. Different local experts on the biggest stories break down what's going on around the National Football League. You got the hard knock situation. The running back conversation has really become a major focal point of offseason conversation ahead of training camp. Considering three top running backs in the league did not sign contract extensions and will be forced to play on the franchise tag. Will they sit out? Lockdown NFL has you covered every step of the way. Available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. As we project the Broncos safety room for this upcoming season, it's important to throw out there that there are a multitude of guys that can play a role. It makes the decision very difficult to where the point where we always say, we're glad we're not George Payton or Sean Payton here because when you have to figure out like, hey, you're going to have to probably cut a good player it's always tough, but what's the imbalance when we talk about a roster, right? We talked about in our cornerback position preview, we believe they're going to keep six guys. So if they keep six guys, usually the safety position has five guys. How does that work out? Sarah, are you in agreement with that? Do you feel like the Broncos are going to keep five? Do you think they're going to keep six? What is your projection here for the Broncos safety room going into this season? Well, I kind of feel like if we are penciling in JL Skinner for a roster spot, as Mike Kliss alluded to in his you know article recently about the rookies on this roster, I think you've got to keep five, right? That's that that means for sure five. Like Simmons, he's not going anywhere. Kareem Jackson, I don't think he's going anywhere. Caden Stearns, obviously somebody that you could potentially build around. And then EJ Locke, he's been one of your better reserve defensive players slash special teams guys. So where do you sacrifice elsewhere on the roster? Keeping 11 defensive backs is more commonplace in today's NFL because you need depth at those position groups, and, and those guys play special teams as well. So that's where I think J.L. Skinner is going to make his biggest impact in year one is on special teams, and that could, like we talked about in a previous episode, we talked about Justin Sternod being the team's leader in special team snaps. Is it a conversation then of, you know, well, it's not just J.L. Skinner over Delary and Turner Yell. It's now JL Skinner versus Justin Sternod. You know, those those are the conversations, like you said, that they're gonna unfold as we see these guys in training camp and the preseason to really find out which guy is going to be prioritized by this coaching staff. But I think five is it, it sounds right. It's just now a question of Delarian Turner Yell out of the out of the mix. Is Delonte Hood out of the mix. So I I guess I don't know exactly or excuse me, it's not uh it's not Delante Hood, it's Devon Key, my bad. So Devon Key <laughs> are the or Delante for that matter at cornerback, but are those guys Possible. both out of the mix, right? So that's where I come down on this is what are those those bottom of the roster guys? What chances do they really have? Well, and I think that's really the bigger question, right? Because we already know the perceived locks in our opinion as we've talked about it. Simmons, Jackson Locke to be one of them. And then, hey, if it is Skinner, 
Like that's five. And what does that mean about like, as you mentioned, Delarian Turner Yell? Like for us, he played special teams last year, didn't get to play much of a role defensively. But in the preseason last year, Turner Yell actually played pretty damn good. He was pretty impressive. And it was good to see considering the fact that, hey, he was brought in. I think we all thought too, okay, is this the eventual Kareem Jackson replacement? It's crazy how it's kind of changed a little bit. It's not necessarily the feel, but it's like, hey, you need good depth at safety in today's NFL, especially with what you mentioned earlier, the NFL transitioning to that too high look. You need guys who don't just specialize in the middle of the field. You got to be able to do a little bit of both in the box, playing against the run. It makes it tough, man. And I, I think if there's a situation, let's say that for us, because you and I are in agreement, I think the the five players that we think will go into the regular season, we name them there. So that means Turner Yell and, and Key are obviously not in the mix there. However, if the Broncos do move on from Delirian Turner Yell in terms of roster cuts, my belief is that they would bring him back onto the practice squad and they'd probably use him several weeks out of the year as a designated protected player in that regard because of the NFL's rules. It's tough, right? Because it's, as we mentioned at the start of the show, you have talent there. It, you're going to have to get rid of a player who is good, which you know is unfortunate and you don't want to run that risk. But if you have a lot of good players there, you have to do that because you can't keep all your good players at one position because then it becomes a little oversaturated. Guys aren't getting playing time, you know, behind, you know, your key guys. And it's like, all right, give that guy an opportunity to go play where, you know, he knows he can make an impact. It's always the tough dilemma that you run into in the business side of the NFL. And I think that's why Denver's depth right now at this position, sir, I think it's actually a good problem to have because you're not necessarily as worried anymore. Like, okay, hey, if there's an injury that happens, Denver's in trouble. If they have to call this guy up, like you, I think you have two or three guys here at this position group. You're like, all right, hey. An injury happens. We know that these guys can step up. So it's a, a breath of you know fresh air when you consider it in that regard. But it's tough, though, man. It, it, it's tough to really kind of project what that's going to look like because for J.L. Skinner, of course, there's some plans for him on defense, not necessarily in the starting defense, but maybe down you know a couple of years down the road, he can emerge into a guy that plays in a role player type role. But more so about special teams, can you make your hay there? To me. I'm not getting a lot of reps during OTAs, during minicamp. I'm curious to see for him specifically how that impacts him going into training camp because, hey, July 28th, first practice open to the public. July 31st, first day in full pads. The physicality is going to be there. That's one thing that Sean Payton said. You know, we have to get hardened for the season, but we have to do it in a smart way. Like, I think a lot of people, the common perception is that, oh, Sean Payton's going to make it to where practices are absolutely brutal. It's going to be hard, but I don't think it's going to be brutal. And, and Sean Payton is always about preserving his players, protecting. I don't know if people remember the interview he did with Pat McAfee's show at the Super Bowl talking about they have trackers, like on their wide receivers. They're, so, they're supposed to hit a certain threshold per day, and if they go over that, there's something wrong in terms of like feet traveled or miles traveled altogether, steps taking during a practice. They monitor that stuff very, very closely. So while it's going to be a little bit more physical, the tempo is going to be more upbeat, it's not going to be – run your guys into the ground. And that's one thing I'm grateful that Sean Payton embraces. You, you mean that they're not going to be running laps around practice? Like when I was uh, observing Josh McDaniels practices back in 2009, <laughs> I, I mean, you'd see guys running laps all day uh, at those practices. So no, I think that's exciting. And I think to kind of sum up my feelings on the safety position, of course you can't replace uh, Justin Simmons out there. That's not, that's the, don't get that impression from what I'm about to say, but I think this is one of the rare positions where, hey, if like we saw last year, Justin Simmons goes down for a handful of games. I think you're in a position at safety right now where you could be uh, bordering on excited about the opportunity to get those guys 
uh, more snaps. And of course, you don't want injuries. You want guys to stay healthy all year. You want your best guys to play. But it's one of those rare positions where if somebody does go down, I think you can feel confident knowing that this position will be well taken care of. And that's kind of where I land at safety for the Broncos right now is you just feel good about the guys that they have. You feel good about the guys behind the guys that they have. So it's it's a good feeling to have, especially at an important, crucial position, which we saw last year can make a huge impact on games. The big difference to have, and can the Broncos find a way to turn the corner this upcoming season, having good depth, is critical. We feel very good about the Broncos safety position. We want to ask you, Broncos country, comment down below, tweet us on social media if you're listening, wherever you get your podcast. If you believe the Broncos safety room is in a good spot, how do you think the roster will project out at the position? Do they carry five? Do they carry six? Share your safety projections down below in the YouTube comments or share with us on social media at Career Work NFL, at Sarah Benninger, at Lockdown Broncos. That'll wrap up today's episode of the show. But Broncos country, as always, for all you everydayers, here's what you can expect next week as Broncos training camp approaches we have three more positional previews to do and on monday's episode we're going to take a look at the offensive tackle position for the denver broncos is their depth good enough in the event of an injury we share our thoughts and maybe discuss maybe why we're not so certain at this point you'll get that on monday's episode locked 